If you have comments about today's show or any questions, please email sherry at sherryhillshow.com. LinkedIn allows you to access important articles and posts which are relevant to you through your daily feed. It helps you to develop a strong digital footprint, which is essentially your personal brand. It helps you research companies and industries, find and apply for jobs, and build a strong professional network. LinkedIn is the professional's social network. The question isn't whether you should be on it, but how you use it. My guest today is Sandra Clark, founder of LinkedIn Mentoring, who from a teaching background and more than 20 years of training experience in Silicon Valley, understands the finer points of LinkedIn technology. She is able to demystify and break down its concepts into consumable pieces and to teach steps that can be implemented immediately so her clients get noticed and get results. Welcome, Sandra. How are you today? I'm excellent. Thank you. And I love that demystify thing. It makes me feel a bit like a magician. Yes, you are. So so the first question is, Sandra, is it worthwhile to use LinkedIn or is it just another social media platform that has the potential to waste more time than it's worth? Well, you know, of course, I'm going to say that it's a place that most every professional needs to be on. I mean, there are some circumstances where maybe it's not relevant. But in general, if you meet people professionally and you'd like to continue that business relationship, then why would you not want to have a LinkedIn profile? It makes it easy for them to take that business card, go and look you up. And then connect with you. You start a conversation. Conversations lead to possible relationships. And relationships, if you're lucky, lead to business. Well, Sandra, I mean, I know a lot of people went out and posted, uh, you know, their picture and wrote a profile on LinkedIn. How often, you know, should you really go in and change it? I just, after I saw you down in Roner Park at that event and went through your little workshop, I came back and rewrote my title And it's interesting because once I did that, the people reaching out to connect with me, their backgrounds changed. So before it was just randomness of people that were trying to connect with me. Now it's a lot of real estate professionals all over the world and people who understand entrepreneurship or are entrepreneurs. So just your little suggestion to go in and perhaps refresh and update. So let's talk about that for a moment because it's one of those where people have put it up and then they kind of like, oh, that's good for the next five years. <laughs> right. And LinkedIn has changed so much over the years that sometimes people say, oh, I have a great profile. You know, it LinkedIn calls it an all-star profile. Well, all-star, the way LinkedIn classifies it, just means it's complete. It does not mean it's quality. So I think of this as in two parts. One is you want a good profile good meaning it represents you appropriately and professionally you have a good headshot that looks like you i wouldn't be surprised if i met you and it's not way out of date Uh, you've got content you've got your current job there can't tell you how many people i meet and they've forgotten to add their most recent business so it's looking good so anybody that meets you can look at your profile and get a better understanding of you and whether they might want to do business with you so those are the people you meet that then there are the people that are looking for what you have to offer, and they are doing searches uh, with specific keywords. So if that's your business, you want to make sure 
that you're going to show up when they do that search. And showing up is partly the keywords, but it's also about being active. Like I know you're out there meeting people, connecting people, going to events. And it's like that on LinkedIn. You need to be out there being visible, posting stuff. So that the profile is good and accurate. You don't need to update it too often. Uh, a little tweak here and there is not a bad idea, especially when LinkedIn makes a change. But then you want to be found, and being found is being involved with people, reaching out, connecting, commenting on what they're writing, uh, sharing content yourself so that you are found and seen as an expert. Let's, let's talk about the sharing content because I noticed it was a year, maybe, I don't know if it's been a year or two, where it kind of almost has a Facebook feel to it where now people are posting a bunch of stuff up there, uh, hopefully keeping it relevant to, as we say, the professional social network. How, how did that change the dynamic of LinkedIn? Well, some of it is definitely more Facebook-like, and sometimes because people don't understand the difference of how they should be using the tools differently. But it's become that way partly because it's based on people, so we can blame the algorithm, but the algorithm is built on people's behavior. So if people are liking, commenting, sharing stuff that is more Facebook-like, as we uh, might reference it, then the algorithm is going to say, oh, people like this stuff, they're going to show more of it. So I will do things so that I get a news feed that's more relevant and valuable to me. I don't like comment share anything that I consider just not relevant to me, to my brand, to my network, what they would like to see. I want to be seen as sharing stuff that's relevant, good, and helpful. Um, so it's definitely, but it's people, it's all based on people. And if people like the lightweight, superficial, funny things, you're going to see more of that. I'd rather not, unless it's your brand. Uh, but that's just the way of the world, unfortunately. Let, let's talk about that, the personal brand, because it really is related specifically to you. It is a professional's network. I'm still surprised at people that reach out to me and they don't have their photo. So I never, mm -hmm. I never uh, accept an invitation from someone that doesn't have their photo on there or you look at their profile. Because if somebody reaches out, I will go in and look at their profile and it's real light. So, you, you know, it's like, is this real? Is this someone hijacking this person? How vital is it to monitor and really use this as your personal brand? I think it's very important, and I think that who you accept on LinkedIn and how you use it is going to vary by your goals. So, for example, a lot of people who reach out to me with very poor profiles might be reaching out because they need my help. So my criteria are going to be a little bit different. I will sometimes write back and ask them why they want to connect if I really am not sure. If they respond, then we might start a conversation from there, if not. I can ignore them because, unfortunately, there are a lot of spam accounts on LinkedIn. You can actually um, pay for followers and connections um, and all kinds of things like that. So there are spam accounts. So you do want to be careful because if I connect to one of those bad accounts, somebody who's just using it to sell or market, then I've now corrupted my network. 
because they're going to reach my connection. So we're going to say, oh, Sandra's connected to them. They must be okay. So, you know, you need to protect your network as well as yourself, but still being a little open. So I encourage people to connect to people you know, people you'd like to know, and people who know people you'd like to know. So that's a little broader for many people. Uh, but I don't recommend connecting to just absolutely everyone. And checking their profile first is a great practice. Absolutely. Sandra, you do a lot of LinkedIn training, consulting, as you said earlier, profile optimizing. You go in and work with business owners or I imagine even people that are trying to use LinkedIn to find a new job. So what is kind of the first thing that you do? Obviously, if they don't have a LinkedIn profile, you're going to help them with that. But if they do, how do you really figure out how to build and optimize a profile? How do you pull those key words? Well, I work with people one-on-one. I do it through screen sharing, and we're sharing this. We're looking at their profile together. And first of all, I like them to identify their strategy. What is their goal? Is their goal to get a job? Is their goal to promote their business? Is their goal to be seen as a thought leader or manager of choice? It's a big category of people I work with, too. So knowing what the goals are, and then most often people have a pretty good sense of the keywords in their industry. If they don't, there are ways we can look for that. We can look, for example, if they're a job seeker, what are the words being used in a specific job that they might want to get? If they're a business owner, we might look at the competition and see what other people are using. I might do a Google search and see what words are coming up. But it's so much more than just keywords. It's about your engagement with other people and your activity. Um, you know, you're very much about helping people be successful. So if you're reaching out uh, to people who are trying to grow their business, offering a tip to them or posting content about uh, something they might do to help grow their business, that then is making you visible. That's your brand. So working with the individual to identify their goals, their expertise, and then pulling it out of them. And I'd like to say I specialize in what I call social media for the socially reluctant. (laughs) And what I've learned is that's like pulling out of people who they are, their authentic self, without making them feel like they're bragging or something, that they're just sharing their expertise. uh, And that's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, you do that through a lot of online workshops. Anyone that wants more information about Sandra Clark, she is the founder of LinkedIn Mentoring. And you can go to her website, linkedinmentoring.com. There's, you know, again, lots of information, good stuff on there. We're not done, certainly, with this conversation. So as a final thought for this segment, Sandra, you know, if somebody is listening and they're like, oh, gosh, I haven't really tapped into LinkedIn, give me the reason very quickly why they should. If you don't have a LinkedIn profile, it's almost like you don't exist. I go to a networking event. I get your card. I come back. I can't find you. Your card is just going to go directly into the circular file because you, you don't have any social proof. Ah, well, that's that's good. It's <laughs> a, a bit brutal, isn't it? <laughs> well, it, it's kind of interesting because that's what I do. As soon as I come back from a networking event and people hand me their cards, that is one of the first things I do is I go look at their website, see how professional that looks. I go to their LinkedIn pro, their profile to see, like you said, who who do they know and 
And, you know, is this someone that I want to further connect with? So obviously you and I passed each other's test and uh, that's why we're here today. But we have to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Sandra Clark and we're going to talk more about how to make your LinkedIn profile work for you. We'll be right back. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit SherryHillShow.com. Welcome back and thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show. Having a great conversation with Sandra Clark who is the founder of LinkedIn Mentoring, and she does a lot of workshops and just really can get in and help people understand how to make uh, your LinkedIn profile work for you, which means you're going to be found, you're going to be able to make an impact, you can build relationships, and certainly grow your business. So, Sandra, one of the things that I fall short on, and I'm certain that quite a few people do, is the idea of posting content. So let's let's talk about the importance of, yes, I have a profile and maybe I'm updating, I'm going to teach a class now. How vital is it or what should I be posting? How often should I be posting? Let's talk about that. Okay. Well, posting, let's take break that down a little. Posting can be stuff that you're sharing about your expertise. Ideally, it's information that helps people and you're not just pushing out oh buy this do this i'm wonderful Uh, but let's say it's information it's educational it's showing you're an expert so that's putting out pushing out content and sometimes people even hire marketing folks to like put stuff out there for them every day if you are just putting stuff out there you may notice that you're getting no likes or no comments or shares People are not noticing it because it's a bit like if you go to an event and you're just talking at people after a while, they just shut off and they smile and drink their wine and move on to the next person. You need to, you need to, you know, ask people about themselves. So in the same way on LinkedIn, you, yes, you want to share something being seen as an expert, but you also want to ask people about themselves, what's important to them, what matters to them. So a part of the posting is interacting, engaging with other people. So if you, you should be on LinkedIn every day, it's better to be on LinkedIn every day for five minutes than half an hour once a week because the, the algorithm, not just the algorithm, people, they like regular content uh, or contact, I should say. So if you're in there every day, you like something, you share something, you comment on somebody's posts, and then you post your own content, helpful information two or three times a week. That's great. So you're on there, let's say five days a week, but you're only putting out original content and original content can take a lot of different forms. We can talk about that too. Post content a few days, but interact with other people's content. 
Yeah, let's let's talk about the types of content. Okay, so there and so they serve different purposes, and they also get different visibility. So, for example, if you are someone who writes blogs, you definitely want to recreate that blog on LinkedIn. It's called an article there now. That sits pretty permanently on your profile and shows you as a thought leader. Um, it does not get a lot of visibility, but anybody who goes your profile is, to your profile is going to see it. So that's one kind. That's the more kind of, you know, a lot of people are not writers. They're never going to write um, actual articles. That's fine. Another type of content is a short form post. That gets a lot of visibility. It's up to 1,600 characters and maybe it's just um, um, a couple of paragraphs, short paragraphs about uh, what would you write? Something about uh, the, how business owners can be successful or asking them, what have they done that's been the most um, profitable for them? So a short little thing. So that's short form post. Then you have video. Video, if you do a link to a video, a YouTube video, it won't get a lot of visibility because people don't want to click on another link and take them out. But if you've got a little two-minute video and you just upload it directly to LinkedIn, it's called native video, you get a lot of visibility, even better if you have subtitles so people can uh, read it without playing the sound if they're at work. Hugely um, popular. People really love video. There are uh, There's another thing called a document post, which is relatively new, and that you can, again, write in the newsfeed kind of page through like a PowerPoint can be very effective. And then, of course, there are links to outside sources. So, so many different things. So you probably want to mix it up a bit if you're sharing content. But if you're just sharing nothing but links, you're going to find that you're not getting a lot of visibility. Interesting. Yes. And so a great way to really focus in on your different areas of expertise, obviously, so that people are become more engaged. Or as you say, we talked about this earlier, this is really your personal brand. So how do you show that you are the expert in this industry and engaging with other people? So you said we should only be posting things like that three times a week. Well, it's going to vary, but a few times a week is fine. And, you know, it's going to depend. But if, that's, if you're just, if you're using a service or something that's just pushing stuff out, I would say don't bother a couple of times and engaging with other people. That's the real value. Because when you put something out, whatever it is, it's only going into the news feed of perhaps 10% of all of your connections. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So if, you, if you've got 500 connections, it's only going to the news feed of what, 50 people. And then they're only seeing it if they happen to be looking at their news feed at that time. Now, there are ways to move from 10% to more like 25%. And that's primarily by engagement. For example, if I see something you've posted and I like, comment, or share it, the LinkedIn algorithm learns that, oh, Sandra, you like Sherry's stuff. Uh, so it's going to show more of your stuff on my newsfeed. If you then comment or respond back to me, now you've taught the algorithm you like my stuff, you're going to see more of it. So that's why it's like if you're just putting stuff out there, you know, if, and you look at your statistics, you're going to see it's not viewed by many people. 
but it sometimes it only takes one person, the right person, right? right? So if you're like for me, I'm teaching a class in the fall around nonprofits. Certainly, people across my you know huge network around the world isn't going to really matter to them. However, the people in my region or close to that can go, hey, I know someone in you know northern Nevada that probably would benefit from your class. Boom, I'm going to share it with them, even though I live in Sacramento or Vegas, right? Right. Yeah. And that's a great question. When you talk about sharing um, a, a time-specific event, some of us have access to a thing where we can actually post events on LinkedIn. Um, uh, I was in the pilot program. It hasn't rolled out to everyone yet. Still don't think it's hugely successful. But the way to promote an event is if your your class is about nonprofit boards, is that the one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the thing to do would be to write content about nonprofit boards, and at the end of each posting, saying, "Oh, and if you're in this area and you're interested in more, I'm also doing a class." But you know, talk about the topic rather than just posting the class because people. I mean, you can do that, but it's just not going to be seen that much. You can, yes, you can reshare it again, but better still to just share your expertise about the subject and mention that there's also a class you're doing. You might want to test and not even put the link to the class and some of that. Just say, you know, contact me for more information because the LinkedIn doesn't like links. Mm. And so if you're putting a link to everything you share, it won't get shared as widely. Interesting. So show show your expertise and mention you're doing it and bring people, invite people into you to learn more. Absolutely. So Sandra, let's let's talk a little bit about some of your workshops, what's coming up for you. If people want to find mm-hmm. out more information, of course, they can go to your website, linkedinmentoring.com. But what do you have mm-hmm. on the horizon? Okay, for the most part, I focus on the one-to-one coaching. I will do workshops for companies, for groups, if they've got the group, put it together and they want everybody to be on the same page. I will, I love doing that as well. But most of my work is the one-on-one coaching so I can pull out of people uh, what they want to uh, put on their profile and make them feel comfortable using this tool. It's very scary for a lot of people. I mean, we didn't grow up saying, hey, promote yourself, put yourself online. So I love working with people one-on-one and just making it a little more comfortable, a little more safe for them to put themselves out there. Let's talk so about uh, me. Yeah, a result. Tell me someone you worked with, you know, they went from here to there. Okay. Well, because I mostly work with people in a short-term format, it's I don't necessarily follow them long-term. But obviously people I've worked with who are job seekers have got jobs, and they will come back to tell me that sometimes. Um, when I work with small businesses, um, it's people sometimes say, well, gee, I've never got a, a job or a client from LinkedIn. And I will ask them, well, how many clients or jobs have you lost through LinkedIn? They say, well, I don't know. So well, that's the point. You can't take the risk. People look at your profile. They don't like what they see. They walk away. So make sure you don't lose them. So I do definitely have clients who will say, you know, I made a change. I worked with Sandra. I immediately got exactly that one client I wanted. Um, so it does have results and they grow their business relationships and become more comfortable using this. 
Yes, for those of us that are social butterflies, I use it to go out and find <laughs> guests for my radio show or people reach out to me and go, hey, I have this really cool topic or I'm an expert in this field. Are you interested in bringing me onto the radio show? So I use it a lot for that. I also like mm-hmm. it because, you know, I, I like people. And so it's it's a great way, as you said earlier, when you meet someone at a networking event, one of the first things that you and I both do is go out and look at their LinkedIn profile to see, are you that expert? How long have you been in business? Why should I move this relationship to the next level and all those kinds of things? So it can't hurt, right? <laughs> right. And it sure can harm if you don't. <laughs> You can't afford not to nowadays. Absolutely. So, Sandra, besides your website, if someone wanted to find out more about your LinkedIn mentoring or how to get you to help them through your coaching, uh, how would you like them to reach you? Well, obviously, through LinkedIn, I really appreciate it if you send me a message why you're connecting. You know, show me that you've at least looked at my profile, that we have someone in common, that you're interested in something I've done and reach out to me and ask to connect and start a conversation. I have a lot of YouTube videos about how to do things. I have a lot of blogs on my website that are searchable by topic, so you can find out how to do things without even talking to me if you're not quite ready for that. And I do complimentary consultations for people who'd like to find out what the heck it looks like to uh, to work with someone one-on-one. And I, I you can tell I'm hugely scary. Uh, and intimidating. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and just start a conversation. Awesome. So, well, I want to thank Sandra Clark for being with me today. And I want to thank all our listeners for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. (laughs) 